0: Hey, What's good, everybody? Good to see you all. Good to see you on a uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday night, and as of right now, it looks like I'm having a pretty good time with the audio. Then again, if there was rhyme or reason to any of the problems I have, then um, I would be a little bit more confident in all things I do. Especially when I'm outside of my comfort zone at the studio, which we'll be back there. I'm hoping we'll be back there this time next week. because the new the new uh, the new computer should be in within a day or two, and uh, everything looks to be set up nice for the installation and stuff. So everything after that is just gonna be decor. It'll uh, it'll come together. But welcome to the show tonight. It is Tuesday. The 9th of January, and we have a, a little bit of stuff to do. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And chief among all of that, and actually, first, we have a guest that is calling in. He's a viewer of the show, and he is uh, right now inside of a D.C. jail awaiting sentencing um, for his uh, presence on at the Capitol in January of 2021, January 6th. So I want to talk a little bit about him because he'll be calling in. I, I, We have him for at least 15 minutes. And um, we had a, a listener of the show, another listener of the show, his best friend. His name is Bryce. He got in touch with me. He said, Frank, one of my best friends was convicted in the January 6th uh, day before uh, the whole uh, the the. Uh, on January 6th stuff, um, the day before Thanksgiving, that's when the conviction came. And he's currently sitting in a D.C. jail awaiting sentencing. The Gateway Pundit posted a good article today. This was a couple of weeks ago, letting him um, tell his story. If there's any way you can share this on your podcast, I would appreciate it. I asked his permission if I can send you this to you. And he said, yes, yes, yes. He also wanted me to tell you that he was a subscriber as well and misses listening and watching your your podcast. So I... um, first thing i did was i got in touch with bryce and i said okay please does he want to call in like all that stuff and i made sure that there was no way that him his calling me would do him harm and uh and he assured me they both assured me no it would be okay and that's so we're going to be getting a buzz from him sometime in the next uh i don't know 10 12 minutes or something like that but um but yeah, around, around mid-December, the Gateway Pundit published one of Taylor's open letters, and we're going to get around to that in just a little bit. I'll do that to set the table. Um, a little something else happened. I saw this. I got in touch with our friend uh, Sal Greco. I don't know if any of you have seen this from the from the, hand-rigger, the hand-ringers over there at, uh, at Mediaite, exclusive Roger Stone supposedly spoke with cop pal when i said a cop pal who could be the cop pal to roger stone and of course there's sal greco he spoke with sal greco supposedly about assassinating eric swalwell and jerry nadler um weeks before the 2020 presidential election infamous political operative roger stone sat across from his associate sal greco at a restaurant in florida At the time, Greco was an NYPD cop working security for Stone on the side. Uh, Their conversation at Cafe Europa in Fort Lauderdale focused on two House Democrats for whom Stone harbors particular animosity. Jerry Nadler and Eric Swalwell, in an audio of the conversation obtained exclusively by Mediaite, Stone made threatening comments about the two lawmakers. It's time to do it. Stone Stone told Greco, "Let's go find Swalwell. It's time to do it. Then let's see how brave the rest of them are. It's time to do it. It's either Nadler or Swalwell has to die before the election. They need to get the message. Let's go find Swalwell and get this over with. I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. Now, uh, I have not listened to the audio yet. They said the media i. Uh, attain this, obtain this exclusively, but I did get in touch with Sal Greco and he said it was all nonsense but I want to see it all and maybe we can get Sal on for a quick quick appearance sometime in the next couple of days, either in the beginning or at the end of a show for a little bit of a bonus, I don't know, I'm going to keep this one all uh, bookmarked up Uh, because of course that's just (laughs) oh this year this year's insane so far. Second half of the show, we got to talk about the Jewish tunnels in Brooklyn. Regardless of what it, it actually is, the fact that the, the imagery that was coming out of Brooklyn is incredible, with uh, with with Jews crawling out of sewers, and I I, I like w- we're nine days in. <laughs> we're nine days in, but we'll do that in the second half. Um, we're, we're not going to have too much time with uh, Taylor tonight. He has 15 minutes at a time, and he can extend it by 15 minutes if other inmates gift him their time. So I know we're going to have at least 15, which is why I wanted to have a couple of really good questions and try to get whatever time we can have with him and, and hopefully he'll call in again. Um, I can always offer time. It's, it's really hard to understand what we can do to help at this point. It's a horror. It's a slowly unfolding horror, which is not stopping, by the way, because we had that... Uh, that, that uh, attorney, that prosecutor who came out the other day, what was his name? Matt Graves, Matthew Graves. Uh, he pretty much came out and said that they're not only going to, they're not going to um, stop looking at, for people to charge. They're actually going to expand the prosecution and go after people who were just around the Capitol that day. Now it's just people who are there on the outside, which was like a like one of those those borders where maybe, maybe not. So they want to keep this going. They have to. Obviously, you see, everything is about insurrection messaging and civil wars, and, and they have to keep upping the ante with the messaging on this. So, I mean, it, it's Patrick Bateman level psychopathy. Patrick Bateman. They love, they love being this evil. They love being evil. They're just in it. You know, you say you're in love. You know, we were, we were, um, when we this time last year, the book club. First of all, book club last night was fantastic. This is a, such a such a great read. But the book club last year, this time for January, was C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce. And at one point, I remember it was the the woman, the woman in heaven, who is confronting her newly, recently deceased husband, who was very controlling on Earth and he just he want he wanted possession over her back and she was explaining to him, explaining to him how it just doesn't work like that up here and how she says you know she used the term as he's shrinking away and just becoming nothing uh cuz obviously he was rejecting salvation but as he was shrinking away she was explaining to him how she was in love you know pretty much in the presence of god but how we all talk, think about in love where, you know, we're in love with somebody, it, it just it supersedes other types of love and all, you know, it's that feeling, we get swept up in it. But the way that she was talking about being in love there in heaven with God, it was, she, she was trying to extend, she said, I am in, almost as if she had been lowered into a pool of love, you know, and um, it's the exact opposite for people who work at the DOJ. They are, they are dipped into a very, very different pool. They are in something else and they are in perfect communion with it. So, um, and of course my guest tonight, I don't want to push him to say anything too radical, uh, but I'm sure he has some kind of feeling like that with the way that he's been handled, his case has been handled. We'll be right back. We'll get this one started, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Please, wherever you're watching this live for the first hour, share it. In the second hour, we're going to be live on quitefrankly.tv and pill.net. I hope you all follow us over there for that because I'm really going to want to take a lot of your calls, and we got to do this tunnel thing together. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back, and thank you so very much for your time.
1: Are you a Chicken McNugget? No. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Okay, alright. So ladies and gents, here we are. We are here. And this is a little bit of what our story is going to be based around tonight. Here is a December 16th article from The Gateway Pundit. And yes, this is the real thing that kills me right here, is our, our guest tonight, Taylor James Jonatakis. And there he is with his wife and his five children, who are, you know, they're all separated now. And that, that hurts. That hurts to to, just to to think about. J6 political prisoner James, Taylor James Jonatakis, father of five, sole breadwinner for his family, went to Capitol Hill on January 6th to quote, get content for experiential storytelling to see a major moment in history win or lose. Here's what he said. I gotta get down to here. Um, As far as the actual trial goes. He said before I set foot on Capitol grounds I knew Mike Pence had de- denied the challengers to the election. I did not know a riot or property damage or a pipe bomb had been placed at the DNC and the RNC headquarters, but rather I thought um, I the overwhelming voice of the people would be heard and noticed by the politicians on the inside because I don't carry violence or hate in my heart. I simply wanted to be heard. After watching my own town board up their windows for a 2020 BLM Antifa march and nearby Seattle lose a city block in the East Police Precinct, nearly without consequence, I viewed the rules of engagement more liberally. And and that's the whole point. That's the whole point, ultimately. Um, I can see why a lot of people would see that a little bit more liberally, um, because, of course, the rules of engagement is um, the system is clearly backing certain groups with certain mentalities and certain end goals to be able to not only cause dismay, destruction, havoc and spread fear but to also create a double standard so that when there is a uh, any kind of a response whether it's commensurate or not uh then they will come down with the full the full force of the power that they have accrued and that's this is where we're at here it's all it's all you know baiting and framing and entrapment i assumed the cops would be would tolerate rowdiness and would let us know if the lines were crossed to a civil disturbance in seattle i had seen things like pepper spray used to guide a crowd or protect a police line and frankly i was misinformed and misingu- misguided in the foreign land that is dc i chose to get rowdy but not violent at the time i felt like it was a right born of necessity I would have gladly accepted the $65 welcome to DC protest tickets that had been seen by people like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. to Laura Loomer. Um, Sadly, no such ticket came. Rather, I was charged with three felonies, five misdemeanors. The DOJ dropped one misdemeanor charge the morning of the trial, and I was convicted on seven charges. In the trial by jury, I asked the three police officers who testified if I hurt, harmed, or threatened uh, or or, or injured them in any way. Their uniform answer was no. I then asked if they accepted my sincere, heartfelt apology for my role in the events of that day, to which they all said yes, one even saying, it's water under the bridge, and another saying, yeah, we are good, with a smile on his face. The third admitted that we did not even interact. Ultimately, I was uh, convicted, no surprise there, the definition of a railroad is a track or course where the destination is determined. The J-6 experience is a railroad. I accept that. Judge Lamberth told me, and this, that, this is, a, this is a, famous, a famous prick, told me emphatically before the trial with emotion in his voice, when you are done with this, you are going to jail. He made good on his promise, remanding me, one day... Before Thanksgiving, to the D.C. Gulag, my family thought I would have a few months to put affairs in order. Instead, I had my belt and shoelaces taken in court and was taken to a holding cell behind Lamberth's bench. In that cell, the toilet was clogged with feces and toilet water, uh, toilet paper piled high with a three-inch dead cockroach on top, like a cherry on top of a crap fudge Sunday, psychological warfare, or a bad cleaning and maintenance crew at the courthouse. I'm not sure. So, um, he entered the J6 pod in the DC Gulag on my birthday, November 28th, 2023. Grateful to be out of the near solitary confinement that they put you in for the first week and to meet my new J6 family. Now, the punishing part is watching my family struggle and suffer the unexpected loss of their husband, father, and breadwinner. And now, this is the real tough thing here because... There's so many. I mean, some of them, uh, the, the the stories of many of these people have been have been heard, but there's so many more who don't have any advocates in the media. Um, I don't know what the, I don't know what the uh, the legal defense is like. If there's any kind of collective legal defense, I guess we can ask about that. Um, but it's something, something you got to take into a, into consideration. And there's a lot. There's a lot coming down the pike here. And, and like I said before, the ante is getting upped. I mean, just today, and I got to ask him about this, Ray Epps. So Ray Epps, I mean, today is the day you can confirm 100% if you, if you were on the fence or something like that, that Ray Epps is, is owned and was working for alongside of authorities. The headline over here, Ray Epps dodges prison sentence, gets probation community service for telling J6ers to go into the Capitol. This guy is all over the place. He's all over the place. And he's, orchest- and he's orchestrating and he's encouraging and he's giving orders. This is on multiple days. He's talking in the streets, riling people up, talking about the game plan for the next day, the night before. The day of, he's all over the place, like a quarterback. And, um, and he's got... Twelve months probation, five hundred dollars in restitution, one hundred hours of community service. What what more? Did, what, what more does anybody need to know about that? What more does anybody need to know? So this was just uh, this was just getting out here today. That's just incredible. So I got to bring that up. According to Epps' sentencing more uh, memorandum, Epps should have served six months in jail. Quote, although Epps engaged in felonious conduct during the riot on January 6th, his case includes a variety of distinctive and compelling mitigating factors, which led the government to ex- exercise its prosecutorial discretion and offer Epps a pre-indictment misdemeanor plea resolution. What are those? What Can you give us a couple? Just a couple examples of the variety of distinctive and compelling mitigating factor? What, what was that? The fact that everybody caught on to who he is and what his role was, what is it? Julie Kelly, who's this Boesberg guy? Let's see. Julie Kelly said this a couple days ago. Boesberg told Epps, or this was today, Boesberg told Epps he was the only January 6th defendant to suffer for what, You didn't do. In other words, the only defendant to face threats and harassment because powerful people lied about his actions. Ah. Wow. He was the only defendant to suffer for something that he didn't do. And so they swooped in to help him. Which uh, which you want to talk about prosecutorial discretion and bias. Because so many of the people who look at this operation for what it is see Ray Epps, a guy who under any other circumstances would have been crucified by the judges and the prosecutors who are running this sham because they see that the, the, the people, the, which represent a political ideology, which represent a, a portion of the country that this government is dedicated to destroying because they are suspicious of this guy. They are willing to throw out every inclination that they would normally have to destroy Ray Epps in, in order to drive the people that they're really trying to destroy crazy. They embrace Ray Epps. They go easy on him because anything that they can do psychologically, judicially, anything else they can do to throw fuel onto the fire and to continue to wage war against half of the country, which is what this is really about, they will do you can put that aside from the fact that they're also just protecting an asset. But the fact that they had to say this out loud, make that kind of a concession out loud to hide the fact that they're protecting an asset just goes to show how it's just is multiple layers of bias. This is what we have to deal with. This is what we have to deal with. Now I'm waiting to see, um, I'm keeping, keeping the lines open. Uh, and we're gonna to talk to uh, Taylor at, at some point soon. So there, there is that. That was a little bit on that end. Um, here's another one, you wanna talk about somebody uh, building this thing up. Where is this? This is MSNBC host, Jonathan Capehart, who starts crying while talking to former DC police officer, Michael Fanone, on, uh, on Saturday, which was the third anniversary. The third anniversary. Take a listen to this. It's only a minute long. Now, Fanon is a, is a punk. I don't care how grizzled his beard is. He's a freak. He's a punk. And uh, he's just as uh, guilty of sedition and everything else as everybody else involved in this is. But I think that this even, this ridiculous, debald, balled limp-wristed reaction by Michael or Jonathan Kapar even took him by surprise. He didn't, I think maybe he would have, Because none of the women on MSNBC would have cried like this. Of course, the men have to go above and beyond to show ridiculous uh, female emotion. They have to force this out of them. But take a listen to this.
6: This is Michael Fanone, former D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer, Courage for America Council Member, and author of Hold the Line, The Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America's Soul. Officer Fanone, I'm going to try to get through this. Um, Thank you for what you did three right. years ago
1: today.
6: Um,
0: please. This guy's like, okay, oh, God, please, seriously, stop it. All right, stop it. Can you just tone it down? I'll take the un- the unnecessary praise, but can you tone it down? This is pathetic. Just when you thought you've seen as pathetic as it gets. Hey, I'm talking about for the water carriers. This guy is,
6: a uh, yeah. Tell
0: me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. <clears throat> um, well, what can I say? It was just bombs flying everywhere.
2: I just, uh, what can I say?
0: Like, like, like he has to drift off. I love the acting from everybody. He has to drift off into, into the, 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 reset, the recesses of his memory. He has to access something that's so painful. But, of course, he's a grizzled man of the law, and he knows how to separate his emotions from what happened to give a very clear retelling of the events. Look at him.
2: Well. Well. We are uh, still in the midst of the the same fight that began uh, on January 6th, <laughs> 2021. Yeah. Um, right. And... We have a lot at stake in this country. Um, And I think that it deserves every American's attention.
0: Yeah. Okay. We're still in the midst of it. Uh, So this is what we have to deal with. And it's not, obviously, it's going to be only upped this year because you can't just, um, we can't just go back to even, even that's just what it is. So, that's what we have tonight, and I thank you so much for joining me. Now, as far as, as, far as the U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves goes, as I'm just going to give um, Taylor a little bit more time to call. It's 725. I hope he's all right. hope everything's going well. Um, but this was a couple of days ago. This was on, on Saturday as well. Here's U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves making clear of how this is only going to get expanded. Only gonna be expanded, and in fact, what I'm gonna do now is I'm going to open up the lines to everybody just for a little bit. Um, In a little bit, I will. If you have anything you wanna say about this stuff and whatever you're seeing around, uh, going on around everywhere, and uh, and we'll take it from there. Take a listen to this, D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves.
6: And what happened inside of the building?
0: My bad, hold on a second. Do it again,
7: boom. And what happened inside of the building? An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on capital grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first place.
0: Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman. It is Patrick Bateman level psychopathy. Huge. Caller, you're on the air. Who's this?
5: Uh yeah, this is uh Bryce uh trying to see if we can conference Taylor through to you.
0: Sure, Bryce. How you doing?
5: Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to get a direct call or, or or anything like that. But yeah, now... he
5: tried calling from the jail and it said it was unauthorized. So let uh-huh. me hit conference and see if we if he can talk to you. Okay.
0: All right. Are, are you are you able to stay on as well, or do you want to stay on, or you just yeah? Wanna... I,
5: I can stay on. Yeah. Okay. But I don't need to be answering any questions. No, nope, <laughs> obviously it's about I've... him. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's hopefully this works. Okay. Okay, Taylor, are you on?
7: Yes. Hey, Frank. It's Taylor from jail. How are you
0: doing? Dale, uh, Taylor, it's great to have you on. Uh, I'm so hard, So sorry it's under these circumstances, but uh, you know, I guess the first thing on everybody's mind is how you feeling tonight. How are How are you holding up? And how How's your family?
7: Well, my family's doing fine. I mean, as fine as you can be with having their dad in jail. In jail, the the max you can get on a scale of one to 10 is a four. So talking to you today is like a 4.5. I don't know if you know, I was a longtime listener. You were actually the last podcast I listened to before I got remanded into jail. So it's a real pleasure to talk to you.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad we Um, got
7: it. I apologize. apologize. It took a little difficulty getting connected and I'm not sure how much time we've got left, but uh, we may have to, we may have to set this up for another time. It's all right. It's all right.
0: We'll we'll do, we'll do what we can. And you can always call in, you can call in whenever you like. You just set that up with Bryce and we'll do that. Uh, Where do things stand right now? When are you uh, being sentenced and how much time are you facing?
7: So my sentencing is scheduled for April 2nd. I came in here the day before Thanksgiving. And uh, so I'll, I'll have spent, you know, 120 days in here before sentencing I'm looking, I had co-defendants. I was severed from the case. They went to trial before me. I'm looking at anywhere from like, the government's probably going to ask 11 to 14 years. Um, My co-defendants got sentenced to six and eight years. And when I tell you that we did nothing, I mean, we did nothing. We touched a gate. We got pepper sprayed. We went, we moved back. That was it. I mean, it was, it was the video that, that may or may not be out there on Twitter or whatever, but I mean, it's, pretty insignificant when you start thinking about six and eight year sentences. Um, so it's pretty wild. I know the Department of Justice, they hate it when we say this kind of stuff on, on the, you know, over the phones and to people, but it's just the truth. Everything about January 6 is just overblown. We've got one guy, you know, he's going to be going home in a couple months. He was literally like stabbing cops with a nightstick and he's going to go home, you know, time served three years. And then we've got, you know, people like me who, uh, we're going to get six years because we decided to go to trial and didn't take a plea deal. So it's it's really a messed up system. It's 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 a weird system where if you decide to take a plea deal, you do less time. So the the people that are really violent, they tend to take a plea deal. They get out earlier. The people that you know feel like they have a chance in court or want to stand on their rights and exercise their right to a trial, they they really penalize you. You get almost double the sentence.
0: So so, so when it's, it's you so really when you were nasty getting ready for a really uh, nasty deal. obviously you uh, obviously you opted for trial. And th- were you, were yeah. you, were you given any kind of an, uh, of an inclination of what the plea would have been compared to you're talking about an obscene amount of time. So did they give you a plea? before I, I
7: was given the same plea deal. I, I was one of the first 50 people indicted, give or take, I was indicted on January 7th. I was arrested on February 11th, 2021. So I spent, you know, the last two and a half, almost three years on pretrial release. Um, I was given a plea deal in 2021 that was 41 months to 51 months, and it was to take the two felonies. The prosecution told my attorney that that was a bad deal, and that they wouldn't take it. They didn't blame us for not taking it. And then, as soon as we said we're not taking it, they said, "No more deals. You have to go to trial." Jeez. So I ended up firing my attorney in 2022, and I and I uh, I spoke for myself. I didn't I didn't allow anybody to represent me from that point forward. So I actually in trial I didn't put up a defense. There's no defense that you can put up in these January 6th trials. Nobody comes out alive. Everybody gets convicted on all the charges. In the United States of America, we no longer have jury trials. We have trials by jury, which means the judge reads off, that after the trial, no matter what is said, the judge reads off jury instructions and he goes, If you did this, you must convict. If you did this, you must convict. If you did this, you must convict. So the judge is pretty much telling the jury, who is already in D.C., you know, a fairly one sided jury i I need it open. I will come out. Okay, well I'll come out then. Sorry, we got a CEO who wants us in and out of our rooms. He won't let us be in there with our rooms open. Anyways, so uh I ended up I ended up representing myself and uh or and I representing is the wrong word because I was there present and I did it myself. But um anyways, I didn't put up a defense. I just let the prosecution do their thing and uh, I just the one thing that I did do, I had officers that, you know, I allegedly assaulted, which at this point I'm convicted of, but I asked them on the stand, did I hurt, harm, injure, or threaten you in any way? The only thing I really asked them, and they said no. So all the officers that I allegedly was charged with assaulting said I didn't hurt, harm, injure, or threaten them in any way. And then I said, Do you forgive me? You know, do you accept my heartfelt and sincere apology for my role in the events of that day? And all of them, the three officers that worked that testified, all said, "Yeah, no problem." You know, one of them said it's water under the bridge, the other one said it was no big deal. Well, Taylor, and that was it. And then,
0: uh, well, well you tell, know, Taylor, I, 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 we got we got that much on because we're so limited with time. I want to ask you more questions, and we got that much. I read that from the uh, the sure. Gateway Pundit article. So we got that much on there. But between that. Between that line of questioning that you were able to ask them in court, and also, I mean, even even headlines today. I know it's not going to help you much, probably not. But I mean, today we got this Ray Epps guy. He walks away with five hundred dollars restitution, and he's literally calling plays like a quarterback the night before and the day of, instructing yep. people what to be done. Is there any? Is there any plans for appeal? that you would be able to not only use the line of questioning, the result of the questions that you asked in your own trial, but also the the precedent that was just made with this, this Epps guy. Is there any plans for appeal, anything?
7: I don't, I don't personally plan on making any appeals, um, but I know there are people. I'm in here with one of the guys that was standing on the, Ray Epps' left when they touched the gate at the very beginning, and they weren't even allowed to ask about Ray Epps. So, you know, you've got two people at the same spot, same time, one guy's getting a bunch of felony charges with assault, blah blah blah. And then you got Ray Epps getting that sweetheart deal. Um, Ray Epps is his own thing. I mean, he he's the key that picks the lock. Some, whatever's behind Ray Epps um, is, you know, gonna gonna unravel a whole lot of stuff. And so there isn't really any. Kind of, the, the thing about these cases is, no two cases touch each other. They treat each and every one of you like they treated me, like I led the mob. They treated me like I'm the one who hampered commercial, uh, you know, the, the commerce in the city of D.C. The next day, like they treat you like you're the one and only person that did the thing you did, even though they show videos from all over the capital of stuff that's not even related to you. So it, it almost doesn't matter what happens to Ray Epps. It, it's really just for the court of public opinion. I mean I wish that we could use that as precedent, but he got charged with one misdemeanor. I don't know of any of the other 1,300 cases of people that got charged with one misdemeanor, and uh, yeah, I mean it's – we've been talking a lot about that here in the pod. I, I wish that – you know, I wish there was something more we can do, but that the way the judicial system is, it, it just doesn't really matter. It's just they, they keep everything kind of quarantined and isolated to your own individual case.
0: So when you say— Even
7: some of the people, even if the Supreme Court overturns fifteen twelve, some of the people are still going to sit in prison for that charge, even if the Supreme Court overturns it because of the way they, you know, either were convicted or pled. So it's you really you, too bad.
0: you just mentioned the pod there. Are, are you being—I uh, Is I know that you're in a, just a jail right now, but are they keeping all the January 6th detainees together? And if they are, what is the morale like— yes. What's the morale like among inmates in your in your position? Is there infighting? Is there any unity? You just, you know, what what is what is
7: there? Huh. We we are in what's called the DC Gulag, so we're in the, Di- the District of Columbia Department of Corrections, and uh, th- there isn't really any infighting. I mean, this is a jail; it's a pressure cooker. We're on lockdown during the you know during certain parts of the day. Um, some of the people have been in here for three years and they were here in the beginning when it was the worst, you know, under the COVID restrictions and when people used to hate us, but the pod for the most part is pretty unified. Um, Again, you know, you're never going to put 30 people in a, in a, in a jail together and everybody's going to get along perfectly, especially when you're some of these guys, like, you know, some of these guys have 10 year sentences. Um, You know, everybody's like not sure where they're at with their individual cases. A lot of times they don't have great communication with their attorneys, haven't seen their families. So, you know, it is a jail. I mean, it's absolutely a jail like i got my room searched yesterday and again today like stuff happens but the everybody in here is unified like we're all january sixers we all we all are for the you know conservatives um we're all uh you know <laughs> we've got guys in here you know 65 year old dad i'm a father of five with kids at home obviously you read my uh my gateway pundit article um you know it's it's uh it's a mixed bag, but for the most part, this is just salt of the earth type people. I mean, these are, I think there's maybe one person in here that has priors. So, you know, it's just, uh, this is where they bring people either, you know, that are on pretrial that have their bail, uh, their bail revoked, or if you've been, if you've been convicted and or taken a plea deal, a lot of times you end up here. Um, But like I said, some of the guys have been in here for three years. Some of the guys. Like me, I've been in here, what, seven, eight weeks, whatever it's been. Feels like forever. I'm ready to go home anytime now. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. But yeah, it, it, I would say the morale is as good as it's going to get for any jail pod in the United States. Uh, I mean, really, truly, this is the most solidarity that you're going to see in any jail cell, you know, any jail anywhere. I mean, we all understand that we're in here, that this is not, you know, the normal procedures of the justice system, and all of us, I think, share a unified feeling that we're fairly disappointed in America. You know, we're fa- fairly disappointed in what our country is allowing to happen to us. We are in here because the people on the outside are consenting to this one way or another. You know, the American people, by not calling their congressmen every day, by not writing letters every day or every week, are consenting to allow this travesty of justice to continue. And I, and I use that word sincerely. I mean, we've had the attorney client privilege has absolutely been shattered in Judge Kelly's courtroom with the Proud Boys trial. No matter what you think of the Proud Boys, they still should be entitled. You have one minute remaining. But not. Hey, Frank, I am going to be unable to call you back because I got locked out of my room. Well, well,
0: Taylor, Taylor, before you go, Go because I heard we have one minute remaining, how can people best help you and your family? I I know that there's so many people who need help right now, but since we have you tonight, how can people best help you and your family?
7: The best thing people can do is two things. One, you can go to my family's Give, Send, Go. It's Give, Send, Go. Dot com forward slash john Attacus family help that's spelled j-o-h-n-a-t-a-k-i-s family help and you can also go to my wife's website peasantsperspective.com and that's where there's a collection of my essays some audio recordings i've done and things like that you can kind of get to know us best and frank i'd love to set something else up again where now that we kind of figured out the call where we can do this a little bit better anytime i, I got locked out of my room so i, not, I don't have any phone numbers
0: <laughs> a- anytime taylor anytime thank you for the time
7: Okay. Frank, you're the best. I love you so much. I loved your podcast. You and Tracy Beans, both my favorites. Thank you so much.
0: Well, we love you, too, and please, please... Thank you for using Global Telling. Man. Man. To think that 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 limp-wristed freak at MSNBC had to pretend to get choked up because he was talking to that that, that 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 Michael Fanon Gavon you know that's that's crazy he sounds fantastic for a guy in his position so if he's not going to appeal he's not looking to appeal doesn't think like there's any real real opportunity there I what is that just accepting 11 to 14 years. 11 to 14 years Ray Epps gets $500 parking ticket. 914 I'm taking your calls. What the hell do you want me to say? Give me a call. I know you have things going through your mind right now. Call in, the lines are open. We'll take this to the top of the hour, then we'll hit up intermission and I'll bring you with me to the uh, second half on quite frankly.tv and pill.net. But for the time being that we are on all the platforms, call in 914 200 269 That was, uh, that's something else there. So we have the Jonatakis family help. I'm going to put this into the chat rooms right now. Um, I just put the link into the chat room. I'll put it into, I'll make sure I put it into the the description of this episode when I upload the podcast later on. Uh, this is it right here Jonathan's family help at Give Send Go let's take a call uh you're on the air chris what's up
5: hey frank what's going on how you doing good man how are you uh incredibly sad incredibly incredibly sad you know we, we this poor guy exercises his, his first amendment right you know that we all have and you know carlin said at best we don't we don't have rights anymore we have privileges and i don't even know if we have privileges anymore because that man's phone call to you was clearly cut short his entire court system and court setting was a complete you know railroad job as stated and you know like in it's clearly a situation where they they used it to to intimidate the public you know and we've got epstein files dropping left and right and lawsuits all over the place and what's what is what does Tears McGee want to cry about over there on NBC? But the fact that, you know, this guy had his life threatened by a bunch of people who respected velvet ropes and picked up signs and, you know, in most cases besides the fact the the people that were tired by Pelosi and her little cronies, you know, were nothing but peaceful and respectful and, and asked people to stop and ask for help. And there's more than enough proof out there that people are unfortunately unwilling to watch, you know. You can you can have I've had conversations with people in multiple situations where they just refuse to acknowledge the fact that there's there's ample evidence out there. And, and I can even hold my phone in front of their face and, and they won't even watch the phone. You know, I don't I don't want to see this right now. This is this isn't what I want to talk about. No, you wanted to talk about it until I showed you the footage. And, and now now it's now. It's,
3: well, it's Chris, up. you
0: know what it is? And thank, and thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. Wonderful. I can I can hear the passion there. Um, he, here's the thing for me when you what comes up when i'm listening to chris there is that this guy this guy right here got to walk away from his job he got his he got his 15 minutes of fame in a congressional hearing he gets to have every damn host that he sits in front tongue his balls he got to write his book which i'm sure was ghost written cuz he looks like a an illiterate freak that that's a guy that should be in jail but he's protected by criminals, and this is another reason why I'm talking about when we, when you watch the the zero hedge debates the other night with uh you know the the complete shit show with uh, you know with the Alex Jones and and the Krasenstein retard[s] and everybody else like there first of all there is no debating there you're sitting across the 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 the, the a table from a bunch of bad faith actors there who are an extension of the government in how they are driven by absolute the the lust to to kill off their opposition that is it when they when they express how insurrection is a subjective thing we are being destroyed by subjectivity right here only thing is that the people who control the levers of what is subjective also control the media and the judges and um and it, i mean they, they walk in lockstep with each other it's just nuts it's like you, there, there's no debating there's no debating this is a you're up against a a very very vicious desire to go after people and wage war in this way 219 you're on the air go ahead
4: hey frank uh that gentleman exemplifies what we learned maybe 10 15 years ago you guys are we're talking about this a long time ago that it doesn't matter the truth. It matters what the accusation is. And this is kind of like what they're doing on you and uh, mainstream media all the time. And now uh, we got guys like Mark Cuban that just said, yeah, I'm prejudiced. I'm bigoted and I'm going to cross the street uh, because I see a hooded dude uh, coming my way. And yeah, I'm prejudiced. So I'm going to hire, uh, somebody to, uh, acknowledge that, that prejudice and stuff. What happened to prudence? Uh, we are so backed into a corner these days, man, uh, where if we don't allow ourselves to be victims of, these assholes then we are somehow uh you know against this um i don't know what i'm trying to say here frank Uh, i think you can read into what i'm trying to say
0: yes i i i can and i also understand i'm gonna
4: hang up now and let you rip on this okay i love
0: you well thank you so much for the call and 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 the other thing there too is i just under i understand that that state of being where your your mind is just kind of scrambled. And that and that is what they want people you when you want to talk about psychological torment, they want people to feel like they're nuts. This is part of the gaslighting. They are they are destroying every already constitutional uh, institution there is. I mean, the, think about think about the FBI, most of the executive branch, all this stuff, all of the resources that they are able to marshal when they have something that they want, some kind of operation that they want to run against us. And think about how in a normal time we're talking about, hey, you know, the CIA, the FBI, uh, m- m- most of these agencies and bureaucracies, they should not exist. There is no constitutional basis for their existence, but it is just a tradition we operate under precedent of bad bad habit. That's it. And then it just becomes the norm and it is and, and that and that that's all we're talking about here. So you 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 see these captured all already illegal, captured, already illegal institutions that are now being weaponized and really in very proud ways turned against us. And By doing that, you are obviously waging war against what used to be a republic, what used to be a representative government, and you're trying to establish something that is authoritarian and is uh, very, very tightly controlled and a a vicious, vicious mechanism that they're just building up around, the walls that they're building up around us. And while they're doing this, they are creating instances that can be framed That could be snapshotted and put out there and thrown on us so that we're the insurrectionists, that we are not the patriotic people, you know, even though even though they call the Constitution itself an extremist document. And if you want to see the Constitution uh, uh, followed in some kind of an originalist way, you are an extremist, they call you. But we're also insurrectionists because why? Because we're rejecting the breakaway nation that they have created. That's part of the gaslighting. They are, they are doing, they are almost completed. They have almost completed their task of wiping away every vestige of what used to be a republic. Every vestige is almost gone. And, um, and, and they blame you for it, which is why when we sit here, we try to find new ways of describing what we're watching and how horrible it is you, it, it'll feel like your brain has tur- been turned into scrambled eggs. And that is the effect of the gaslighting, of the psychological manipulation. That's the effect of it. It happens in, in in microcosmic ways when, you know, spouses abuse spouses psychologically, girlfriends and boyfriends, uh, you know, smaller groups of friends. If you have a manipulative, you know, ringleader in your group of friends that need to be dealt with. I mean, we, we all feel it one way or another. This is just a international program that's being rolled out. Let's keep it. Let's keep it going. 424, you're on the air. Who's this?
1: Hey it's Carlos
0: Carlos out in LA. Hey Carlos. Is this your first time getting through? it
1: it is. I cannot believe it actually. It's great to hear you. Great to hear from you. Hi, how are you?
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. It's great to hear from you.
1: Man, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know where to begin. I feel for, for him. Yeah, me too. I'm just so angry right now and I just to hear him talk about where we've gotten. It's just I, I I just don't know I can't make sense of it. It's like Hollywood's in that, D.C.'s in that. So what are we gonna do? You know, I, I'm sorry I I am not being very articulate in the sense that I just I'm so emotional. It got me so angered hearing him. That I had to call in and I didn't think I would get through.
0: It's infuri- but, It's you know. dude. It's it's infuriating. It's infuriating at the same time. It's absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, we we just got ten, maybe ten controlled minutes alone with one person out of 1300 yeah. with one person yeah. you know you, you think about all the people who have had no voices you know people that you know people who can't even I know I and, can't even and everybody well, has somebody everybody has somebody that they love that they haven't seen in in god knows how yeah. long the I, I i i my carlos my uh I, I all i did in in september was leave for two and a half days to go to a health retreat in Vermont and I was away from Lauren and Aurora for two and a half days and right. I was at a, and I was at a health retreat. I could have driven, if I really wanted to go home, I could I could have gotten to my car, gone home. I'd be home in two and a half hours. Right. And, right.
1: He doesn't have that option.
0: No, no. It's, and, no. and that is, that is, uh, you that, want to talk wait, about the empathy.
1: The call, when that, I'm sorry to talk over you. No, um, when me. that call got hung up, I felt the integrity just vacuum right? It's just the, the the reason I get so emotional about it is, is, that this could happen to me. It could happen to you. And you think about how normal our day to day lives are, and that it can get disrupted in such a callous and heartless way. It's just it's just it's hard to fathom that this is where America is. You know, I represent Nick Searsley who did um you know, he's in police state, but he also did the capital punishment documentary, and the and the sequel just came out. And to see what goes on behind the scenes, what really went on. And that this bullshit is, I, I, it's just mind-blowing, mind-blowing. So, is. anyways, I can't believe I got through. <laughs> well, i had my thoughts a lot more clear. It's just I, I went off on a emotional sort of dialing incessantly, and then I got through the irony.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad, and I, I hope you do it more often. I I've been, you know, we've been going back and forth in email for years now, yeah. and it's great to hear from yeah. you. And please do it again.
1: Yeah, you you got it, and uh, yeah, thanks for everything you do, Frank. I mean, truly, I know you hear it all the time, and you're so humble, and, and you know, not verbally accepting the praise and and the love because it's pure love for you. So know that you're doing incredible work, and you've got me through a lot of you know rough times over the last few years with all this crap going on. So thank you. It's all I want to say. Well,
0: thank you, Carlos. Thank you, and yeah. I, and I'm I, I'm 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 very very grateful, and thank thank you. I uh it's true. I, what did we listen to from the the doctor uh, or, or uh, the DCU the the DC attorney, Matt Graves, that we've gotten a lot of people who are walking inside, you know, inside the velvet ropes and I know some people put their their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Um, but but he said that there's so many more people on the outside. Owen Schroer, who just completed his two-and-a-half months in prison, he retweeted that that tweet by U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves, and he said the following. He said, I warned this was coming. My case was precedent-setting. Make no mistake, the message is here. If you're a Trump supporter or any right-wing anti-establishment candidate, you have no First Amendment rights. You will be charged and incarcerated for speaking, reporting, or protesting. And remember, why was his... Um, a precedent because once again he wasn't even he wasn't even there he didn't even go inside in fact I remember all the live streams that were popping up from the Capitol that day because I was back here in New York and watching it with you all preparing for that night's show I remember seeing Owen Schroyer and Alex Jones on bullhorns telling people not to go in but they still managed to find a way to throw this guy in jail for two and a half months now like Carlos said you know it could happen to me carlos speaking on his own behalf it can happen to him you know it doesn't matter that carlos is not a a a, a reporter at infowars or anything like that the whole point here is if you express yourself in any way shape or form if you make an off color joke that that you know a, a week or so later some tragedy happens that that somehow everything through the lens of some tragedy or some event through the lens of some event that happens, you could look back at a person's social media and say, What did that mean? Did this uh influence somebody to act in some untoward way? Did this influence? A-? I mean, th- they are they are going and weaponizing everything to be able to set precedent and also um, you know, make make uh, make a mark out of you. That that is reserved for everybody, not just media personalities. They definitely want to go after people who are in the public eye, just because if enough uh, if if enough enough cages have been rattled there, then perhaps there'll be a little bit less to contend with in a decentralized media landscape. So that's that's certainly something that they're going for. But this is for everybody. That that that's the it's the same thing that we've been doing with the with all of uh, the, the the um. The Donald Trump uh, uh, investigations. This is about everybody. All right, let's take a call. Uh, 415, you're on the air. Go ahead.
3: How you doing? I just wanted to tell everybody and anybody, I mean, we're scammed, of course. Everybody kind of knows that. But I kind of ripped open the rug and looked underneath, and and I have a proof that we're really tricked. Um, You know, like when Trump was going to be our president, it was go Trump. Remember that? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes.
3: Well, I'm just I'm just yeah, reiterating. It was Go Trump. Well, the Lincoln Party circumvented that by buying the GoTrump.com uh, website. Well, I own go and I shouldn't be. I've had it for three years and not one bite. Eighty million chances of it. <laughs> Eighty million chances of you know, I'm calling the voters who voted <laughs> for Joe Biden, could could even be on his bandwagon to buy it from me for a couple hundred. No we still haven't Biden. you know what, you know hilarious. what?
0: That it is it, it it is hilarious because for something so petty it yeah. it, it says so much that there's not there's not <laughs> there's not one person that had any interest <laughs> in gobiden.com that that is uh, that is something you th- you think that'd be gobbled <laughs> yeah. up
3: i i mean on the website i even put on there where people could just randomly type something just leave me a message let me know you're alive are you a real person Is this not what, uh, is this fake or what? Let me know. And nobody even writes on the website. Yeah,
0: thank you for the call. I I love, yeah, yeah, no, that's, no, that's a good one. (laughs) And remember, everybody, if you want gobiden.com, you can buy for how much? What, 200 (laughs) bucks? How much?
3: I, well, I I need at least enough to pay rent now cuz my rent's too damn high. So I need at least 1200 bucks. <laughs> Come on. It's like a boat sitting on the frickin' side of the road with a for sale sign and not one Biden voter. Well, I mean, I hope a Trump, I hope a Trump supporter buys it. I'm a Trump supporter. So I have his face as the moniker to buy it now. <laughs> let me
0: ask wait, let me ask you one last question. Are you able yeah. to monitor the, the traffic uh the inquiries yeah. for goldbiden.com? What what has the traffic yeah. been like? Do people look into it?
3: Uh, I'm getting about a thousand a month kind of random video uh, you know visitors, but I didn't really promote it because I didn't want to attach my real avatar, as they say to this weird thing because gotcha. then they might go, oh, now I know where he lives, you know, so now I don't care
0: <laughs> well thousand thousand a month. thank you so much for the call. If anybody wants it, go Biden.com you know that uh, frankly owns that, so you can go and check that out. Uh, he needs at least twelve hundred dollars though. Uh, so you better have a really good idea of what you want to do with that URL. And there's about a 1,000 hits a month that are already coming in. So do something uh, snazzy with it. I know some of you out there have the means and the creativity. Um, man, I mean, you know, last night we were talking to, to, uh, to, to Jennifer from Jays for Justice. Frank and Jim afterwards. I mean, when Frank and Jim called in over the years, it's never just about murder mysteries and things like that it's just talking about geopolitics and what's going on out there but when we talk about true crime man we are right in the middle of it we are in the middle of it there is a huge i mean this is huge what we have lived through and what is happening all around us you want to talk about true crime my gosh i'll tell you one thing that's really cozy though i can feel the rain beating up against this uh this window, and it's only getting rainier. It's going to go all night. Let's take another call. 480, you're on the air. Go ahead. Is this Frank? Yes, it is.
7: Who's this? This is uh, Freebie, your shower friend. Hey, what's going on, man? You realize that I was the first gilded call that you tried to take and got kicked off and never got connected? <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what?
0: The uh, That you would be the first of many because the only person I had ever any success with on Gilded for calling was Albert, and I, I just, oh, wow. yeah, I really, I, I don't know if I had any other really successful, smooth calls from the Gilded voice chats like we had with Discord before they nuked us. I really wanted to be able to recreate that, and we're, uh, it, it has not been good, but uh, it's good and to have sadly, you there.
7: the platform was pretty dang good over there, too, which it's sad that we lost it, too. Yeah. Anyway, what's but, up? Um, well, I just um, along the lines of all the conversations
5: going on, the, the guy in jail, the, the, the emotion that everybody's
7: feeling is a lot of putting themselves in that position and knowing the loss. Um, and funny thing is, as you talked about Trump, um, I think everybody is right now where the government and all these bad actors want us to be unstable. And I think they're mad because January 6th didn't go as
6: bad as they expected it to. I think they wanted a full-blown burn the the capital down situation. It didn't happen. And so now they have to blow it up to be back.
0: Well, they are. Uh, I'll tell you this. And thank you for the call, Free, because I, I have to start wrapping this up for the first half and bring everybody to the second. But I'll, I'll tell you this. What did we get with, with COVID? Whenever you talk about biological warfare, if you're gonna do what you did in 2020 onward, you need something that is low risk, high reward. You can't aim a virus. If you release something, if something is released, uh, if something is going around, High viral, you know, it's something that's that, that's highly contagious that goes around real quick, but it's not really harming anybody. You have to create the lethality from other ways. We got that from the protocols, and I, I'm saying this on YouTube. Anyway, what I'm saying is, as long as you have something that your media and all of your assets in government and media and everything else, and everybody, every other uh, bureaucracy that supports them as long as you have something there that they can exaggerate, then you can take a molehill and turn it into the mirage of a mountain. And there, that's why I called it Operation Flu Beam. I called it Project Flu Beam as soon as it started. I said, you know what? You swap out virus with alien. And uh, what do we have here? So. As far as as long as, you know, January 6th could have something else happen to make it a little bit more chaotic and lethal and all that stuff. I'm sure maybe some stuff did not go the way that they wanted it to, but they don't need that. They don't need that. They really don't. They just needed they just needed the crying, limp wristed freaks at MSNBC to weep. They all they needed was them. They needed them. They needed the judges. They, they needed to do the, the pinning ceremony where they put all of the, uh, they gave everybody the challenge coins when all of the Capitol Police got the challenge coins there. You remember that? Like they're war veterans? Please, man. You know, so to say that they, they wanted it to be worse than it was, no, I mean, they, they could always, that, that would be easier to spin, but they really don't need that much. They definitely wanted it to be worse than it was when Trump was fending off BLM and Antifa outside of the White House in May of 2020 when all those secret ser- dozens of secret service were put in the hospital and uh, and, and the Marxist thugs uh, set fire to a church right outside of the White House. They wanted people to be shot dead there. They wanted Donald Trump to be in office when, uh, you know, illegal aliens were shot dead coming in in waves of caravan waves at the border on election year. They wanted that to happen. Because look at how they exaggerated all their outrage when, uh, you know, the, the, the security at the White House in 2020 just used tear gas to disperse people. They said, oh, he gassed people so he can have a photo up in front of a church with a Bible. You remember that? There was a, there were structure fires outside of the White House. And you think about how they exaggerated. January 6th, that's what I'm talking about. You see the bias and everything, and they're just deploying resources that they've captured. And uh, it's, it's, you have to be, you just have to be completely loyal to this particular religion to not see it. You have to be in a a cult, like we were talking about last night. It's like twin flames. That's, that's what uh, liberalism is in particular. It's like being a part of that twin flames cult. Okay, listen, it's eight o'clock. The first hour is over. We're going to the second hour. I'm going to take more of your calls. I want to talk about the the uh, the, uh, the the tunnels with all the Jewish uh, in the Jewish community in uh, Brooklyn, in New York, over here. We're going to talk that in the second half. But the second half is only on Pill.net or Quite Frankly.tv. It's two clicks, no paywall. And I would like to just say again, um, because I I don't plug myself enough, and I just want to bring you all in on my uh, my my goals for the year have a big operational goals for the year. And I got to expand the workforce, the editors I have on, the producers I have on. We have a lot of things that I want to do, I want to add on, I want to continue to grow, and I need I need a lot of help. So right now we're at 31% of the way funded on SubscribeStar is is a very specific 2024 goal. For those of you who are not sponsors already, if you enjoy the show on a monthly on a nightly basis, please become a monthly sponsor for as little as five dollars on quite frankly.tv. Because if we get to even just 80% of the way, that is when I can reopen the full two hours on all platforms. And to hell with it, even YouTube. To hell with it. I I don't even care. Or or maybe not YouTube, because I like them I, I like the the weekend premieres that we've been having with all of the the uh the full interviews and stuff, but everywhere else, if, if you want to see that, I mean, this is just, um, it's a goal I'm trying to hit. And we have more than enough people in this audience where if 0.9% of you guys, 0.9%, not even one whole percent, if 0.9% of you became a sponsor within the five to $10 range a month, we're, we're made in the shade for 2024. And we'll, then we can really compete with people because I'm not getting... I'm not getting cash deals from rumble. I'm not getting cash deals. You know, I, I just gotta do what I gotta do. And thankfully I have an audience that is wonderful that I can, I can pitch every once in a while. You know, I, I don't take a lot of time out to, uh, to push this. So I'm just taking a little bit of time tonight. And, uh, and also thank you again. Uh, he's not hearing us right now, but, uh, this call with Taylor is going to really leave a mark. And we've got to do some stuff for him and his family as well, as we've done for a lot of people over the years. We've got to do something for Taylor. And we also, next time we talk to him, we got to see if there's any kind of collective uh, collective funds uh, for for everybody, like legal defense funds for everybody, because there's just so many people we don't know about. And I have gotten in touch with my my representatives. I've sent the emails. They don't care. They don't care. I don't get anything. I just sent another email to my my local, my state senator about the 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 study into reparations over here in New York. Two, two messages, and uh, and nothing. And I usually get responses from them. They try to get on the phone, and it, it's just nuts. So we gotta do what we gotta do. But this is a very unsettling situation, and of course heartbreaking, especially when you empathize. Will you just put yourself in his position for a little bit? Anyway, I'll see you guys on the other side. The link to pill.net is in the description below. And if you can't find that, then quitefrankly.tv will bring you right there, too. Then you can click through to Pilled and all that. But uh, follow me over because there's more time for your calls and much more. I'll see you on the other side.
2: Are you a Chicken McNugget?
0: That's not what I wanted to do.
6: The rest of the show is available exclusively at Pilled.net. Follow the link in the description of the episode. Get signed up. It's that easy. Or head on over to QuiteFrankly.tv. Just press play. No paywalls. No censorship. No strings attached. So head on over. QuiteFrankly.tv. Powered by Foxhole and Pilled.net.
1: It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back.
6: Quite frankly,
3: quite frankly, 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 quite
6: frankly, quite frankly,
7: quite frankly, quite frankly, quite frankly, quite frankly, quite frankly,
6: we all support quite frankly, not quite quite frankly, Joe Brandon, quite frankly, in Roma, Italia, quite frankly, You going on Frank's show tonight. I want to get a coke. Can I get a coke?
2: So everybody watch quite frankly with Frank.
7: Quite frankly,
0: Welcome back. All right. So we have a... I'm going to be taking your calls again. I just want to get into the super chats and just see if anything's there. Um, Over on Rumble, we have a couple of Rumble rants. Let's see. 925 Wild G said, here's some computer dollars. Well, I appreciate that, my friend. That's going to... That that'll cover. That'll cover. I don't know what it's gonna cover. It's really, really. Uh, I'm I'm appreciative of you. I'll just put it you this way. I better get at least three amazing years out of this new computer that's showing up. I better get at least three stellar years. Stellar. Nine two five wild G. Also here he is. Jews crawling out of sewers. He said it. Say it again. Say it again. Said the Whoopi Goldberg hyena from deep within a sewer. I, I mean, what do you want me to say? The imagery that we were fed. The imagery that we were fed last night is uh, it was incredible. Thank you, 925 wild G, for accounting for all of the rumble rants. Thank you. Um, thank you to all of my friends on Rockfin. And now we have uh, some time over on Quite Frankly to get to these uh, these gold pills, and then we're going to take some more of your calls. And then, maybe at the bottom of the hour, we can do we can do a little bit more of the the tunnels. So I'll leave the I'll leave the lines open. So go ahead and call in if you want. Let's just keep keep this rolling because it's a very emotional night. It, it to, to be able to talk to Taylor, to talk to Taylor, and to have. To just that security, to hear, to hear the, uh, the CEO in the background, to know what his, how his day in his life is regimented right now, to know what kind of time he's facing and to still have that kind of energy. I don't know how I would be. I don't know how I would be. I, it, it may be just the worst, the worst kind of despondency. I'm. So it it was incredible to hear him in that respect. It was incredibly sad to just be automatically cut off by the operator or the operating system. So and then, of course, just to know what he's up against and what people like him are up against, what we're all up against. He's just inside of the mousetrap right now. So 914 200 269 and I will make sure that his legal defense fund is going to be in the uh, linked inside of this, um, the episode description tonight. All right, let's see here. Thank you, Paulie9363, Sean Joe, C. Blanche, NJSF. C. Blanche again says, F that fake Michael uh, Fagoni. Is that his name? I forget his name. He's an ass. Donna Bolibby. thank you, Eric Allen. Good to have you out there. One, two, three, SKG says, I believe there are more good people. Reckoning is coming. Oh, the, the, listen, never get it twisted. The good people in the world are by and large the majority. Inside of that majority of good, decent people is just a lot of ignorance. They all understand, and we, we lack a sense of urgency. And you can say, "Well, what's the sense of urgency? Well, what are we doing right now? We're sitting around. I'm broadcasting to you. You're getting in touch with me. We're, we're just, you know, what what are we doing right now?" And it's, uh, I, I I get you, I get you, but but the whole point is, how do we go forward? How do we go forward? And how how do we right the wrongs that have already been? Um, how do we right the current set of wrongs? Obviously, we know that the January sixth that kind of physical presence at a place like that, it is just ripe for sabotage. I don't know how many people who are in uh, Taylor's shoes would do what they did again. Not only because it didn't yield any results, it fed right into the plans of of, of, of the demons, but also to see how life in many ways has just simply gone on while they're in jail. You know, uh, I- I'm sure many of them are paying attention to the next to the next uh, uh, election. I'm sure they're praying that there is a uh, a re-election of Donald Trump or anybody who does get in and does. Uh, if there is anybody that vanquishes uh, the the pro-insurrection freaks, and that 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 that's a bipartisan thing there too. You just don't know. I'm sure they're praying that wh- whoever wins the White House is at least going to grant some p- pardons to commute some sentences at least i'm sure of that so if, if there's any reason to 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 want to to want to vote and to try to overwhelm whatever fraud is going to be thrown their way now uh, it is just so that there is a there's a chance in hell some chance that these people are able to uh, get the hell out of prison before any significant portion of these obscene sentences are served. Obscene. Uh, Jay Jewell says, Thank you, Frank. You are so gifted in putting thoughts and feelings into words. Thank you. Spot on. Thank you, Stacks. Thank you, uh, Stacks again. Joe M. says, God bless the Franklies and all the people. Jay Sem says, Heartbreaking. It demonstrates how far this country has fallen. Uh, Sal Lyon says Patrick Byrne helps J Sixers with money and lawyers hopefully uh J has reached out to him or vice versa Thank you Ameth- Amethyst Cat. thank you Sean Joe again Lily of the Valley and Stickman Free Diver says I too have called and emailed my representatives it's a total waste of breath and time pray for the J Sixers You need prayer absolutely but this is Yeah, like who do you tap on the shoulder? 914-200-0269, let's keep it rolling, shall we? 914-200-0269, call on in. I don't know how long we stay on for tonight. I think we've already done so much. We've already done so much. And I don't know, that just really took it out of me. Really did. Let's take a call. Eight one four. You're on the air. Go ahead.
1: Hey, um, I'm got, having just a. Just, slight hey, you gotta kill. Your,
0: you gotta kill that show in the background.
1: Nope, I got you.
2: I got you. You know what? Never mind. Uh. uh Bye, Frank. J- Love hey, you. Hey. Hey, you got you.
0: He left. Never mind. Bye, Frank. Love you. What? Instead of just turning off the stream in the
7: background. <laughs> what
0: <laughs> What the heck? All right. Well, I guess better luck next time. <laughs> what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? 914-200-0269. Call in. Let me know what's good. What is good with you? All right, here we go. 540, you're on the air. Go ahead. What are your thoughts tonight?
6: Hey, how's it going, Frank? It's Sal. Uh, hope you're having a good night tonight.
0: Thank you, Sal. Good to have you on.
6: Yeah, I'm um, just calling because, uh, I mean, I don't live in New York anymore, but I got a buddy who lives out in uh, around the, the, the tunnel situation, and um, he was telling me that for the last year or so in that area, it's been looking, it's just been a little uh, eerie. Like there's just, uh, he, there was some kind of, something going on that he couldn't put his he couldn't um uh i guess put a name to a face i mean and he just uh, as of late he's when he saw the tunnel going on or when he heard about the tunnel he he is he grew up in Crown Heights um throughout the 90s even in the early 2000s and he moved away but he just moved back recently and he was telling me that a lot of the community there's been a lot of um uh, I guess allegations of just uh, child endangerment, pedophilia, things like that. Um, and he has he reason he has reason to believe that a lot of the tunnels, because apparently the tunnel goes from uh, uh, I guess it was um, from the uh, synagogue to, in Crown Heights, and it, I guess it was leading to a something called a mikveh, which is I guess it's like a bathhouse. And what he seems to believe and a lot of the community believes that, I guess, isn't involved or tries not to be involved in, the, in, the, in that sort of thing, apparently it goes to um, a lot of that. And they were finding uh, he said that they pulled out a dirty mattress out of the out of a couple uh, out of the underground tunnels. And I guess what he's trying to say is he thinks and I would like him to call you because he, he has a lot more information than I, but he does. He's he's a quiet guy. Uh, but he thinks a lot of this has to do with pedophilia, a lot of this has to do with that, and uh, I don't know. I just wanted your thoughts on that.
0: Well, you know, I, we'll get around to it in just a second here, because I'm lining up all the notes right now, and I'm going to keep that in mind, because,
6: you know, I, that,
0: that's just one of those things where, depending on what side of the Internet you're on, that is going to be the um, one of the first things you think about when you hear about a some kind of an illegal, unauthorized tunnel system, that has popped up in any area, whether it be you know suburban or urban. You start thinking about: Is this tunnel being used for nefarious purposes, like trafficking of goods or people, or something like that? And so, and what it, he
6: said was weird was that a lot of the people that were trying to, a lot of the people blocking or you saying no, 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 don't block it with the concrete We're, we're boys, teenage boys. I mean, I, I, a correlation maybe, but you know, that's the go, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, 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 no. I I wasn't saying anything. I was just saying, I I saw that, I saw people uh, wondering about that, and a few other things there, too, that were unrelated to anything human trafficking. It is very odd, and I have to just roll out whatever I have over here for you, but if your friend does watch the show and he wants to write in with a couple of thoughts or or anything like that, please encourage him to.
6: Yeah, he wants to stay, I guess, more along the anonymous line, but definitely, definitely, he does watch the show, but uh, I would love to get him to, because, I mean, I can't articulate what, because he's part of the Jewish community. I'm not. So, like, he can articulate more of what's going on or at least have more, I guess, knowledge of how to explain. I don't. So
0: so is he – I forgot what you said in the, in the opening. Is he a Jew who lives in that part of Brooklyn? He,
6: yeah, he grew up in Crown Heights. Okay. Uh, he did also live – He, I guess another community was Lefferts uh, in Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that, that was another community he moved to But he yeah, he grew up in that area And he is part of the Jewish community
0: Okay, well, if he wants to email me Anonymously Quite frankly, uh, podcast at Gmail or protonmail.com to let him know
6: Definitely I'll, I'll give him the tip, and I appreciate everything you do, Frank
0: Thank you, sir. Have a good night Alright, so there we go There, There's a little bit of a segue I'm going to leave the lines open, but we're just going to Get into this right now. The first thing that I saw on this last night, it was actually from that, uh, that Illuminati bot. And then we'll get into this other thread that was put together. Chaos breaks out in New York city after underground tunnels were discovered under the Shabbat Lubavitch world headquarters in Brooklyn. The incident below reportedly took place to prevent a cement truck from filling the tunnels. According to the Crown Heights info, the tunnels were made in the past six months in an effort to expand 770. Other reports suggest the tunnels were dug by a yeshiva men during COVID after they were locked out of 770. The tunnel reportedly stretched from the mikveh building to the women's portion of 770. The tunnel was discovered after someone started hearing people in his home. About ten arrests were made after some refused to leave the tunnels. Here, here's a little bit of the. Um, take a look at this. You probably saw a lot of this. Look, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. This is a sewer grate in New York, and you have you have Jewish men ca- crawling out of it like rats. It's incredible. So even if there is some sort of a benign reason for all of this, the imagery and the chaos thats that we've all been uh, exposed to in the last 24 hours is nothing short of 2024. And see, like, what is this all about? Going getting back and forth with the cops. The cops are are backing people off with pepper spray. I mean, it's just nuts on the inside. But they're they're ripping off the paneling of the walls. And... It's the del- it's just bizarre. Everything is completely bizarre. Now, here's a, a thread for, by Kubaka that's been getting around. A thread, everything I know about the illegal Jewish tunnel story, doing this because I watched the story unfold in real time last night, and by the time I woke up, the story was viral, and the whole slew of fake narratives and questions started going around. Here's the research. Let me see here. Links to everything will be provided at the end. A few weeks ago in New York City, local residences began complaining about noise, disturbances and when a construction crew in the area needed to locate a water main they discovered a primitively dug underground tunnel union street homeowner who spoke with crown heights.info said that they had been hearing suspicious noises at night in their home for a period of time as the noise continued the concerned homeowners notified someone of the sounds and their suspicion and remember th- th- this is underground tunnels so what was it a basement apartment can you imagine hearing something coming from either under your floor or on the other side of a wall that should be nothing but concrete and 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 foundation and you hear people let alone yiddish Let's see here uh Israeli exchange students now this is the big thing they're exchange they're not they're not Americans I don't think Israeli exchange students studying in New York City took it upon themselves to illegally dig a tunnel connecting to a woman's bathroom, a women's bathroom, sorry, women's bathroom in the adjacent building, and then out to the street via an air vent, allegedly to, quote, expand the build the building. To expand the building. Several weeks ago, the Gabayim Bezchenyu, Learn about excavations under the nearby building, which is adjacent to the large Zal of 770. The old Kolel and Mikva building on the corner of Union Street, which is owned by Guerreri family. To clarify, the building is not owned by 770 and is not managed by Gabayim. I don't know what it is. But can you imagine, first of all, there is... I don't know. I, I mean, anybody that knows anything in New York City, I just wonder why the illegal, the illegal tunnel was discovered and sealed up. Why a street war over it? Why was everybody throwing things around? Why the destruction? I don't, I don't understand the the bedlam. I don't understand the chaos for that 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 tunnel being discovered and sealed up. I think that's a pretty great question. Maybe somebody has the answer at this point. But, you know, uh, you need a zoning permit to buy groceries in New York. All right. So they couldn't actually be upset that their filthy rat tunnel that they had built there was taken away from them. Because, I mean, you know, that's, that's pretty crazy. You go and bore a crude tunnel or a, a series of crude tunnels underneath city streets. That can cost a lot of people lives. That can cost a lot of people their lives. Think about somebody digging tunnels underneath your house, underneath your house. What what that would do to the structural integrity of the house. That's why we have zoning laws. So, I mean, I I did not hear anything about people uncovering something that was I saw the the, the soiled mattress, whatever the hell was on it, but there was, I, I don't know about anything else being found down there or, or something, but, you know, the tunnel was illegal. It was done by Israeli exchange students, and then when the cops came up to respond to the incident and to start, that's the other thing there too, just cementing it in? Did somebody analyzed the the structure of what was going on under the building and said okay well we could just put cement into this and it'll be fine like there was there was nothing that had to do they had to do to, to wall that up and I guess the cement can become part of the structure but I mean I don't know it's crazy I mean you got a, a chasm down there you got a void I guess you can fill it with cement but is that all you need to do so who knows anyway let's, let's continue they wanted to expand the building. We're just going to do this. Just going to do it. Here we go. Let me be clear. These students are not United States citizens. They're Israelis. They had no uh, authorization to dig the tunnel. Neither did the Chabad house, nor these students own the land. One rabbi explains his disgust. He said, it's a horrible thing happened today, and unfortunately it's been happening for many, many years, where a group of people who are not appointed by anyone who have taken reign and control of the Holy Shul of 770 and decided to do as they wish. Fake reports are flying around for whatever reason, but it appears that the tunnels are new uh are new which explains the noise complaints. They are not made to escape covid lockdowns and join two buildings. They don't even own the land, the adjoining or the adjoining building. So it's happening within the last couple of uh however long, I don't know. Yesterday cement trucks and police showed up to fill the tunnel after the concerns of structural damage to the above building. And these same students began tearing down the wall of the temple in an attempt to make filling the tunnel impossible. Why is the tunnel so important? That these these Israeli exchange students that are not even citizens now go to war in obstructing the police by tearing apart the interior of the temple so that they can't go and plug up their crudely bored out tunnel. It is so fucking weird. that is what they were doing? They were trying to prevent their their rat hole from getting it's so weird Israeli students in question tore down the walls started a riot with the police and protested inside the tunnel 10 people have since been arrested and the buildings are closed to the public here's the street access to the tunnel the distance from the Chabad house and video of access being sealed off Here's the one guy crawling out. I guess he's trying to get away. Oh
1: my God, it's just
0: I'm dead. and it's being sealed up, I'm dead. welded. I mean, so that's how that's how far the tunnel is. So they wanted the tunnel to be able to go to the street. To why? Here's a lovely view of the tunnel interiors. Oh man, I really hope I I really hope we understand. We get to know everything there is to know about this. I hope that we get to know everything there is to know about this before it goes away. And it's just like uh, th- this is our because right at this point. It's not gripping the nation, but this is this is pretty much uh Chinese spy balloons to me. What the hell have they done in that look at this look at this video. Look at all the displaced dirt that they took out. It's like a scene from one of those Alcatraz escape movies. Why? Why do they need a shortcut to the street so bad? Look at this. I am. I have no words. I have no words. All right. So, I mean, it's 832. It's 832. I'm going to take a really, really quick break when we come back, taking your calls and just your opinions on everything that we did tonight. And we'll just click around and see what the hell else is up. But it's been a good one. 914-200-0269. Get your phones ready, and let's bring you in to the fun in the second half. We will be right back.
2: Max, can you pretend like you're Morgan Freeman coming to kill me? (laughs) Please, please, please
1: please do that. I can smell you. (laughs) I'm creeping around right now. You just can't see me as I've evolved invisibility. (laughs) Although I might have a measly shiv, it is quite effective when applied to the jugular.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my face is probably bright red. And I'm crying. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Say my word.
6: Nasonex can increase your risk of getting infections. Avoid contact with infections like chickenpox or measles while using Nasonex. Side effects may include headache, viral infections, sore throat, and coughing. Why suffer?
2: Ask your doctor about Nasonex. Why suffer when you can really suffer?
0: Please. Try Nasonex. Put my shit up your yes. nose. <laughs> Don't you want my shit right up your nose? Smell it. Smell it. Smell my pleasant. shit. Smell my bee shit right up your nose. <clears throat> You've never smelled shit like this before. All right, now here's a Rixalti commercial. Rick
6: Salty. Hey friend. You looking for a message board? Go to quitefrankly.tv quite quite and enter the forum. Engage with official show topic threads or start your own thread. Get signed up. It's that easy. And it's, and it's not Reddit. It's so don't sweat for the forum and so much more. It's quitefrankly.tv. Quite Yee-haw. Boom,
5: boom, 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 Respect the elderly, motherfucker.
4: I gotta turn my hearing aid off. Shit's about to get loud.
1: Ah,
4: you motherfuckers. Time to move into a home. A funeral home, cuntfucker! Yeah.
1: <laughs> I came here for two things T- to suck some hot candy.
3: I suck some
0: dicks! <laughs> okay. I see some people in the chat room. You know, I, 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 I've seen some of the theories that are getting kicked around with the whole, the, the tunnel thing. Were they moving drugs? I don't know. That, that would have been pretty easy to report on. Child trafficking, organ harvesting, Jewish mafia. I don't see anything. I haven't seen any evidence of that yet, though it's it's really just something else. Hamas did that in Gaza right With the tunnels oh yeah well I've seen Some people do that I've seen some People who are just so dedicated to Making this all about the uh the current Uh uh, you know Inflammation Inflamed uh conflict in the Middle East That they're like well you know uh, They're probably using it to have an escape route Away from all the Palestinian protesters Oh please 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 stop Please stop Trafficking children, drug illegals, and much more. They got caught, says Lily of the Valley. If that's the case, uh, where? I mean, I'd like to see. I'd like to see. I'd like to see that. There's just a lot of theories, and I've seen all of that covered, but uh, honestly, it just... um, it's bad enough to have all of those zoning laws just completely skirted and go ahead and uh, potentially compromise the structural integrity of. If it cut across the city, uh, the the block like that on Union Street, we're talking about a couple of different, couple of different uh, buildings that could have been affected by that. But the real question is, why did you need that secret, that secret passage? And then to, to be willing to go down with a ship as uh, as non-Americans, to be willing to go face-to-face with the the police and to refuse to leave your precious tunnel. What the hell is in there? Man, I should ask Sal Greco if he has anybody on the force that knows what the hell's inside that tunnel. Maybe, the, you know what, maybe he does. That would be somebody to talk to. I should ask him. All right, we're on for a couple more minutes. 914-200-0269. Give me a call now. It's 914-200-0269. Plenty of subject matter tonight. And uh, there's probably more going on in the world, too. So I'd love to hear from you. Come keep me a little bit of company. And thats uh, that'll be the way that we end tonight's tonight's engagement violent political threats surge as 2024 begins that's from that's from uh Washington Post yeah 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 violent political threats surge again bringing people to the point of breaking and then reporting on any of the uh the response as if it came out of nowhere gaslighting What else did the tapes exist, declare the Epstein victims, or the Epstein victim. From The Sun, Jeffrey Epstein victim Sarah Ransom doubles down on Prince Andrew, Richard Branson, Bill Clinton sex tape. Says multiple victims have come forward to corroborate her unverified sex tape claims. You see, we were talking about this before. I think the first caller that called in, it was uh, Chris, after we had just talked to um, Taylor. From that DC prison. And he had mentioned. Somebody had mentioned. I think it was Chris. Had mentioned Epstein. And you think about it again. Yes. The way that the DOJ is hungry. To not only go and bleed every last drop of blood. From this stone. The January 6th stone. To go after people who were inside of that building. To make marks of them. And to put them away for. I mean the that time is unreal the time that they're giving people is unreal and for for all of their efforts to not let this go to the point where they're now going to expand outward to anybody who's just on the campus you think about what they are it just it adds more contrast to anybody who's awake it adds more contrast to what they're not doing in pursuing things like Jeffrey Epstein and anybody who was in business with him, anybody who was palling around with him, that was traveling with him, uh, anybody who can shed a little bit of light as to why he was able to um, operate with such impunity. You know, I, we, we all know the answers to that. Even to a vague extent, we can, we can see how this thing all sums up even if we can't point to every dollar spent and every asset along the chain of command in a, in a network like that, Epstein's network. We, we understand what the hell's going on there. We know the time of day. But it just keeps, it adds more contrast when we see the, the expenditure of energy into trying to find more people who are having a stroll on the campus of the Capitol that day now. Just because they need they need this insurrection to be have have been fully every all the price to be paid for their insurrection. It's their insurrection. That's it. They created it out of thin air. They did. And every, every, every effort that they have in keeping this alive and actually expanding it just adds more contrast to the things that they're not doing that they have they have within their power to do. So. All right, 914-20002. Oh, we have a spinning wheel over here on Zoom. That's probably why people are not calling in. I don't know why that's happening. That's the kind of stuff that we used to get with Skype. Um, All right, so then that might be it for tonight because I'm not going to try to troubleshoot this shit. I'm going to go to the Super Chats and get this out of the way, and then tomorrow we'll come back for the Hump Day program. Uh, Thank you so much, Amethyst Cat. Thank you, Stickman Free Diver. Otis Todd and the Sentinel said in regard to Limericks. Uh Limericks minus ped equals pedestrians walk. What is that? What? I don't get it. That I don't get. Um I'm gonna release the scratching right now. I think I forgot to release the scratching last night. Hold on a second. I just restarted this, the uh, the thing real quick, and now a call came through. Yeah, all now all the calls are coming through. One or two more. Uh, you're on the air. Four two five. Go right ahead. Last calls for the night.
2: Well, thanks for standing up for stuff, Frank, and thanks for bringing stuff to the forefront.
0: Well, thank you. And who's I mean, this?
2: Oh, well, this is uh, Shane By from Washington and Seattle, We're trying to. Turn off my stuff so I don't. All right, Shane By from Seattle.
0: It's great to have you on, Shane. You Thank you.
2: Know, uh, thanks for bringing attention to all the stuff that you do on this channel. I I came to you through PILD, and you know, out here in Washington, we don't see a lot of uh, the attitude from. Uh, other states and it's good to see that you're out there in that state but you got a brother out here man uh, those J6ers they are our warriors they didn't even know they were our warriors you know they didn't they were rope into that whole situation how, how do you go down there thinking you're just standing up for uh, after all the BLM stuff you know you just were going down there to make a voice be seen. And they locked so many of those guys up. They're still locking people up. They
0: uh, they were the proverbial canaries in the coal mine. It was, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, go on. I mean, 100% they were the, the canary in the coal mine. They were, uh, how many of us are going to stand up? And then, like you say, uh, we all have stuff going on. New dad, you know, you being, uh, you're going to run down there to D.C. and say, hey, something's going wrong. I mean, who are our warriors? It's really hard when you want to be a warrior. uh, When we have families, bills, they're trying to keep us trampled down. And then they're going to bombard us with all this other, you know, tunnels, Jews. Christianity, I mean, Catholics, well, Catholics, Christianity, Jews, well, that's a whole, how how many episodes could you do just on that? (laughs) Protestants, let's get us all in there, you know? I mean, mean, do you even believe, you know? And then the country, presidency, I mean, this, this year is shaping up to be nuts. I don't even, you know, like the caller earlier, we get on here and you start talking, you don't even know what to say. Everything is mind-boggling. They're trying to melt our brains.
0: Yes. Yeah. You're you're, you're right on that. And you're right to, uh, everybody is right. And there's very, very few of us in comparison that can, even in this time, Find something new. Uh, find a new way to describe what's going on. That's why I think when you talk about checking out, and thank you so much for the call. And yes, you have a you have a brother over here in New York. When you talk about people checking out, it's not that they're giving up, but it's just you can't give yourself over to it anymore. You can't give yourself over to the 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 hamster wheel m- m- mentality where everything is circular logic, it leads you back to the beginning. Something needs to be done, but how do we do it? Something needs to be done, but how do we do it? People like Taylor are the canaries in the coal mine. Very rightfully so, assess a situation where coming out of 2020, where you saw that there was lawlessness that was not only allowed, was rationalized, And you had people like Kamala Harris come in, Ice Cube, whatever, posting bail for people who were causing hundreds of millions of dollars of damage. Movements, a series of related riots that were masquerading as a civil rights march, as a civil rights cause of the day, that were claiming lives. Remember, over two dozen people died, some of them children just from from random uh, you know gunfire uh, in places like Atlanta and I mean think of, think of the lives that were lost and the property that was that was damaged and uh, the federal courthouses and police departments that were that were bombarded with fireworks and set fire to the, the you know the, the the White House campus itself I mean for everything that they wring their hands over with with January 6th you can see why people thought well, We're here at the Capitol. Uh, The cops are opening up the magnetically sealed doors. People are telling us, go ahead, be careful, don't break anything, don't do anything stupid. There are people acting stupid. There are people more rowdy than others. There are some people who got there and did break a window or two. But all of the death is on on the hands of Capitol Police, Uh, And and then, of course, we have this string of suicides with the Capitol Police. You wonder why. Because they're certainly not heroes. They certainly didn't go to a war. They didn't see anything traumatic enough to want to take their own lives. There's so much weird here. There's so much going on. And so you ask yourself, what do we do when you see that demonstrating on that level is bound, bound to be... um, To be sabotaged and what what awaits you on the other side it is a meat grinder of a judicial system uh in which we have absolutely no place to uh to hang a hope that we'll get a fair trial so what do you do that's just the whole thing especially now that we have people like taylor that are in, in in uh incarcerated for hopefully not too much longer Hopefully, there's somebody that will come come through and commute these sentences. Um, what what do we do for people like that? We can send money to legal defenses. We can pray for them. We can we can feebly try to contact our our congressmen. But we know what we ultimately want to do is go and you know jailbreak them. It's just no you, that can't happen. So we need to shrink back into what we can control, and that is wising up. And becoming smarter than the 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 devils that are that are stacking up against us. We got to be smarter than them. And we can't become them. How do you do that? How do you fight? How do you fight this without becoming them? That's the real thing. So um when it becomes too much to try to articulate and your brain feels like it's on fire because the 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 logic is broken and it's circular, uh step back. Step back because we need to keep our wits about us and we need to think about things that are uh, a lot easier to handle. That's just it, simplify things and to learn. We just gotta keep learning. But in the meantime, I'm going to put the link to Taylor's defense fund, uh, his give, send, go for his family. I'm gonna put it all in there, uh, so some of you guys and gals, if you have the means, if you wanna contribute a little something, please do so. And uh, if you have any other questions you have for Taylor, please send them to me and I'll put them in my show notes for the next time that we have him on the show. I'm sure that just him being able to get on a, on a relayed call with our other friend out there, Bryce and reaching the thousands of people he was just talking to and the many thousands more who will watch this and rerun. I'm sure that is something that is, that exercises his own soul and gives him a little something to feel not so isolated. So thank you for being with me tonight. Thank you, everybody out there. Thank you for all the people who send in the gold pills. It was great to have you on. And uh, anything else? Is that tonight? Oh, yeah. Jay Britt says, another great show. Thanks, Frank. Stube sent over a nice tip. And then Car Guys New England said, Ninja Turtle cosplayers, did you see the bloody mattress being removed in a clip? I saw a mattress with a dark stain on it. I didn't know if it was necessarily blood um it was a really crummy mattress but I saw that I didn't see anything else and I I didn't want to go above and beyond because it's already such a bizarre story it's already worthy of following until we get all the information we can so I figured uh I I didn't need to make any any crazy theories in the meantime because it's so bizarre whatever the hell it is it's bizarre what the hell is the reasoning for this tunnel there there's no benign reason for the tunnel and it's such a massive undertaking to bore the hole that they did for as long as far as they did what's the reason for it so uh i'd consider anything but for the for the time being i don't have anything to consider um all right that's it thank you guys so much we'll see you tomorrow night on Wednesday on Quite Frankly. What is going on tap for tomorrow night? Let me see. Tomorrow is the 10th, right? Emily Francis. She's going to be on with us. She's from EmilyFrancisBooks.com. EmilyAFrancisBooks.com. Here she is. Mindful Mediterranean Living Enriches the Body and Soul. She's an author. She is a radio host and a wellness advocate. So we're going to be talking about Ah, wherever she is, I want to be there. I think she's actually in Malta. So she's an American, but she lives in Malta right now. So there's going to be a little bit of a time difference, but damn, I wish I could be in Malta tomorrow conducting the interview out there. So, uh, yeah, we'll have some nice things to talk about. And if you go to EmilyAFrancisBooks.com and you explore what she does, if you have anything in particular you want to ask her, Please send it to me at quite frankly podcast at gmail or protonmail.com. And until then, I thank you all for joining me tonight. Thank you again. Good night.
4: I'll catch you on the flip
3: side.
0: is film before a live studio audience and now our super chatters starting with Car Guys New England Stow Stoof, Jay Brits, a long line of wonderful gold pillars and to 925 Wild G on all those rumble rants from before see you tomorrow, have a great night